Hi there, welcome to Align with Lina. Today's episode is actually pretty special to me because not only is it happening on August 21st, 2017, which is the day that we're having that incredible eclipse here in the, well, around the world, but I've got so many friends who have traveled up to North Georgia to go watch the eclipse live. So it's a pretty, pretty remarkable experience since it's only happened, what, I guess 99 years is the last one that we had. But the eclipse for me symbolizes something pretty amazing. It is the process of, of the light of who we are becoming totally dark and obstructed by our ego mind. So in this case, the moon is going to appear to go in front of the sun, making it so we can't see the light of the sun. So the ego, in essence, is, is being in this analogy would be the moon that moves is that aspect of us that covers up the divinity of who we are, the light of who we are. And then on top of that, the guest that I have today, his name is Means Davis, who is somebody near and dear to me. I've known Means now for about 10 years, and it's pretty, pretty remarkable because we have seen each other grow. We have seen each other cover up our light, and we have seen each other remove the blocks to our light. So today, when we when we have our conversation about his spiritual journey, my spiritual journey, and, and what we have done to move through that, um, it's going to be really exciting because we know each other's journey very, very well. So mm. without much further ado, I want to um, thank Means for joining me today. And I want to invite you guys to be very open-minded to what this magnificent being is going to share. There's a lot of wisdom that comes from him. He is a life coach. He is a business coach. But in his business coaching, he is present to the light of every one of his clients. I know he's my, my coach. Um, we coach each other. So it's a beautiful, beautiful synergistic experience. But listen for the wisdom that is going to come out of this magnificent being. So thank you so much for joining me today. This is very exciting. <laughs> no, pre no pressure, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have something good come out of my mouth. All right. I'll work on it. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's really, it really is. Absolute delight. Well, here we have you and, and half the, half of Georgia, if not most of Atlanta is up in the mountains. Um, <laughs> so I shared a little bit about how I perceive this eclipse. Tell me what, what does this whole, experience of the eclipse, the moon, the sun, the light, the darkness. Tell me, what does that mean to you in light of your own, your own journey? It, it's interesting because until right now, the eclipse was, okay, so the, the, the moon's going to go in front of the sun, between the sun and the earth, and that's nice. Like a physical, that was it, right? The other piece of it that is so fun for me is to recognize the stories that we have about it. Like the things that we make it mean. We have people that think it's, you know, doomsday. We have people say that, oh my gosh, oh, the animals are gonna go crazy. We think that, you know, people are gonna go crazy. It's gonna get dark. It's gonna like, everything's gonna stop. Everything's gonna start, Every right? Like we have so many stories. So it's just like for me, for me, it's really being clear that we get to create the story and we get to create and choose what we what we are living in, the story we get to live in. Are we going to have fun with it or are we going to be empowered by it? Are we going to be disempowered by it? Are we going to create something that gives us joy or are we going to give it something that, you know, is kind of like shooting ourselves in the foot and going, oh, my gosh, the world's horrible. Moment by moment by moment, we get to choose the stories that we live in. And it's just, for me, a, a great example for people to see everywhere, wow, what am I making up about this? Yeah, that, that is a wonderful um, perspective because isn't that what this entire life experience is all about? What am I going to make out of this? So mm -hmm. share, share uh, about your spiritual journey. Help our audience get a feel for what was your life like before you made up the story that you're on a spiritual journey. 
<laughs> well, I've been making up stories since about breath one. So, you know, I, I'm pretty good at this now. <laughs> um, most of my most of my childhood, you know, I had a great childhood from this perspective. And I had a great childhood from that perspective. And somewhere along the way, I started making up that I was all by myself and nobody liked me and that I was different and nobody else could understand me. And I mean, and I, I'm a little bit dramatic. So, you know, you might be able to tell that today. I don't know, but a little bit on the drama side. So I went beyond just they don't like me and that I'm different. I went to the whole world is against me and I have to protect myself and I have to shove them away and I have to actually because the harsh way of saying it is I have to hurt them before they hurt me. Yeah. And I have to leave, you know, and when I did have a relationship with people, it was always about, I'm going to make it so good with me that you're going to miss me when you leave. But it was all about missing me when I leave or they leave. It was never about, you know, enjoying the relationship. And it went so far as to me I'm going to say it this way. I ostracized myself from everybody that loved me for about 10 years. That they, you know, I would embarrass them. They would embarrass me. I would be the best. I mean, it was just, I mean, I went all the way to the world is against me. They're trying to bankrupt me. They're trying to get me. They're trying to force me. They're, I mean, really great life, right? Very still able. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then and then smiling every day at people as if things were OK. Right. Like, yes. Oh, I'm good. I'm fine with the fact that everybody hates me and everybody's going to get me and everybody's out to kill me. And like total. Inauthenticity. Right. Yeah. Total in inauthenticity. One of the one of the images I have that, that I got in some of the work that I did. Um, was the image of I was so busy painting the picture in front of me that to make sure that you saw what I think you should see or I think you think I should think, right? I was so busy painting that picture that I never realized that uh, <clears throat> my ass was hanging out the back <laughs> and it was there. <laughs> there was no image there. People were seeing really clearly the whole act, the whole inauthenticity, the whole unworkability of the way that it, it is and was, right? The whole story. So pretty good picture of, you know, had this great life and made up this great story about how horrible it was and believed it. Yeah. So, and isn't that the way that it goes? We spend yeah. unconscious life creating an opinion of ourselves, pretending yeah. we are something that people need to see, that people need to be aware of, yes. all the while what we're pretending, everybody can see that it's an act. You know, really, yeah. most people can see right through it, but we really believe this act that we're putting on. So yeah. how do you realize that not only was it an act, but you were, you were tired of acting, that you wanted to come yeah. off the stage of pretending and actually enter the world stage and be yourself. That I like the way you say that, you know, the tired, right? I, it was exhausting. I was exhausted. And um, at that point, I was so tired and frantic, right? Like I was working my butt off to keep this image up, keep this image up, keep this image up. And I had, um, I had a lady who... Um, introduced me to some work, some one of the educational courses, right? Now, that sounds like she goes, Means, come to a course. And Means said, Okay. That's not the way it happened. <laughs> I met her and she said, There's this phenomenal course that'll make a difference. And I said, That's nice. You're out to get me. And then she said, Oh, there's this phenomenal course. It'll make a difference. And I said, You're out to get me. And then she, it took her three years. Three years of inviting me and inviting me. And finally, she had like this lucky, lucky moment where she had a seminar that was about money. And so I said, yes, I'll go to a seminar about money. <laughs> not about me, not about me having a great life, but about money, I'll go. <laughs> 
<laughs> so amazing what, what we'll allow, where we allow ourselves to be a little bit open and where we don't. Yeah. But anyway, she, she introduced me to, the, to an education that, you know, I spent about 15 years worth. Which, which I spent because it had an impact in your life and I would like for people to hear all the yeah. ways that we get to come to find who we truly are. Yeah, there are a lot of different ways that people come to it. And I actually don't have permission from that company to use their name. So I just to keep integrity, I don't I don't mention their name. But I did, you know, and if you want to have a conversation, anybody wants to have a conversation, I'd be glad to have it. But I that's my that's my agreement for integrity. Um, but anyway, I, I did. I spent about 15 years working with them, training with them, taking their courses, um, looking always at how I'm the source of what's going on. Like, how is it my conversations that are the source of that? How is it my conversation that's impacting my life, my community, me, and how I'm the one responsible for everything <laughs> that's going on? So I spent about 15 years doing what I call training my mind, training my mind to think a different way, training my mind on how I could look at something else, training my mind to shift from that attention to the past to looking towards the future, which is really the basis for all my coaching and everything that I do is inside of the doing world is from here forward, what do we want to create? From here forward, what do we want to create? So then after about 15 years of that and really getting some mastery in some areas and some really, really, wow, I'm horrible at that <laughs> in others, <laughs> like that, just that, authentic, that authenticity of getting that, you know, there, we as human beings have great stuff and we have horrible stuff and we have everything in between. And for me, that's the beauty of the human journey is that we have that full spectrum of emotions and experiences available to us. So after about 15 years, I met this extraordinary lady named Lina. <laughs> now, some of you may know her. She's the other face on the screen. <laughs> but but that, that's when I did the Power of Awareness and I did the Power of Awareness course. And um, that course that in one weekend, we pull, it pulled together everything that I had learned in the spiritual realm, in the educational realm, in the transformational realm, all of the different pieces that I had been grasping after and you know running after and chasing and hoping I got this one right, all of it fell into place really, really simply. And that was the thing that was so good for me is because in, in the, the prior work I'd gotten what, how I wanted to express myself in the world, which is expressing everything inside of a context of the world at peace, people empowered and enabled to fulfill dreams. And then inside of the power of awareness, I got clear on my purpose, which is awakening the God within. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's magic. When we wake up to the journey of it, when we wake up to the ability the ability that we have to explore the adventure and, and welcome our circumstances as opportunities to do what's next, to move to what's next, to either learn or grow or master something. You know, it's, it's extraordinary. You know, that, that you came to a very defined, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go the same, where right to the power of awareness. It was, you know, one way of looking at the world and being in the yes. and working with the world. And then sounds like when you took the power of awareness, you had this shift about, you, you said, you know, for people to get to know the God within. Yes. That's very different. One is about the outside and how to be in the world. The other one is about how to connect with what's inside that has nothing to do with the world. Yes. So, Tell me what what was it like in your own mind to 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 make that shift to have mm -hmm. that awareness that there is a God and it's within because I remember when you were taking the power of awareness you definitely had major breakthroughs during that oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. 
I definitely know, we know that a lot of that unfolds for people. It, it begins to unpack afterwards because in yes. the, of the workshop, it, it's, you don't get everything. You get some glimpses, yeah. but then it's like the workshop continues for however long it continues. But talk about, <laughs> yeah, talk about that distinction from when you realize, wow, there's a God within and that's what I want to get to know. And that's what yeah. I want to, to be present to. Yeah. So, so that actually that moment what built after the after the course, just like you're tell, you're you're talking about. Um, remember, I said I said how I had this old story of how the world was against me and I had to protect and defend, right? Very definite boundaries and borders around everything, right? And then in the course, I started being aware of those boundaries, right? Even the ones after all of the work. Right, that, that I had expanded my boundaries. I created new boundaries and new barriers. I created new stories, right? But they were still inside of the old paradigm of making it, right? How do you make it? How do you make something happen? How do you cause something in the world? How do you, you know, like it was very world oriented, right? Me as the me as the source of it, but learning how to do something in the world. Whereas in power of awareness, I started recognizing that that was a paradigm that limited me. And it wasn't, it wasn't the true expression. It was a part of the expression. So that it really beginning to expand my truth from this way to all of it and this way being a part of that truth. So that everything is a part of my truth, but it's not like I'm limited in one of the views. So the, the really interesting thing for me, the, the moment that you were talking about, actually came after I started co-leading the program with you. And after one of the weekends when we, when we were co-leading, I remember calling you on that Monday morning and I was driving down this road and I'm like, okay, so I know nothing's wrong, but this is weird because I've got waves of ecstasy going through my body. Right. Like it is just like I am gleeful and beyond glee. I am joyful beyond joy. It feels like I have no parameters. When the, in, the, in the power of awareness, we use the analogy of the cup of the ocean and taking the, getting, taking the cup of the ocean back to the ocean. Well, I felt like I had taken my cup of the ocean and taken it to the ocean and the cup had dissolved. Yeah. And there was nothing to give me who I was, except who I say I was and in that moment. Not having the world to give me who I am, scary, scary, exciting, exciting, but like just the most powerful, extraordinarily powerful. It is, and, and what you just described is something we all have to go through. We will, you know, it happens when it happens, this lifetime, this year, in a decade, in 20 lifetimes. But there, there is a moment on this journey where there is a dissolving of who we think we are, a dissolving of who the world thinks we are, and a reemergence into the formless nothingness, the allness, the consciousness. Yes. I do now, as you were sharing that, I do... I do remember the excitement of, of that awareness, whether it, it was you or whether it was when I had it or whether it was when yep. somebody else has had it. Yes. It is. Uh -huh. You said something really important that I want us to, to take a little time and talk about. But there is a terrifying aspect to the yes. not who we are. And then there's the blissful joy of being totally undefined because that's when we experience our our unlimitedness so yes to just the terrifying part um let's talk about that because that is what most people um it, it's a place where people get stuck because when they begin to feel the fear of who am i going to be without my story who am yes. i going to be without uh my definitions and my boundaries, that's a really scary place. And for some people, um, at least the ones that I've worked with, included, I always include myself in this, that 
we can have an instantaneous experience of it. Yes. But the actual process is years in the making. And it, it it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so speak to the terrifying aspect of it from your perspective. So, so the, the first part was not knowing who I was, right? In our, in our world, our society, our, the, the way we work, our whole life, we're working at being who we're supposed to be. Right, we're we, you know we we're learning things so that we can be who we're, we're supposed to be. We're doing things so that we are who we're supposed to be. It's that supposed to be and should be. It's a whole world of judgment where people judge you if you don't know who you are and what your job is and well who your mama was and you know like all the way across the board. It is just like it's a sh a world of shoulds, and the fear is is that. If I don't know who I am, and I I know in some little in, you know some little place that I get to say, well, what if it's not what they want to see? What if it's not what they think is so? And and what if I'm the only one? I you know so there was that fear of being alone, right? Like that that loneliness, like of like oh my gosh, I'm the only one, and there is that terror of not knowing what you should do because if you get that there's nobody telling you what to do, that leaves it all right here. And I have no experience in that. I am not, I probably am not any good at it. I probably may make the worst decision. I'm about to make, the, I'm gonna make up the wrong person. Oh no. <laughs> so that it was really scary to get that it's all my junk. It's all mine. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all mine. And that's a hard place to be. The fear conversations are the ones that everybody have, so has. Everybody has them. So we have these fear conversations that, you know, are the fears built into us, trained into us, right? Uh, what it should be, what it shouldn't be, how to be a good boy, how to be a bad boy, how to be a good girl, how to be a bad girl. You know, who does this? This is the way we do it, and that's the way they over there do it, and that's wrong. Give, it's me, that, some, give me some examples of, of your specific shoulds. Oh, so, um, well, the one that just comes straight to mind is a man should be very masculine. I never was. I, I, when I was, when I was a, when I was young, I had curly, curly blonde hair and big blue eyes, and they would stop. They would stop my mother in the grocery store and say, "Oh, it's horrible that you would put makeup on that little girl." And mom would say, "That's my son." <laughs> so there, there are the, there are those that are really dramatic. Right. And then there are the ones that, you know, you should brush your teeth first thing in the morning or you should, you know, have this or you should get a job or you should go to college or you should, you know, my my shoulds were a, really a, a boatload. It was much more than anybody else could have possibly had <laughs> because each individual. Right. Yeah. For us, it is the mountain. That yeah. is the mountain that we carry along. I remember. Um, I remember having a conversation with my dad and um, it was after, after I'd done the first work and he did some of the work, but we were looking back at when I went to college. And when I went to college, I said, what should I study? And dad said, fine arts, go in and, and explore what's available. Go, go act, go dance, go sing, go see what is out there. And I heard him say, go to business school. So I went to business school. After I went to business school, I said, okay, so now what do I do, dad? I'm going to come work for you. And he goes, oh, no, don't come work for me. Go out there and explore. Go see what other companies are offering. Go see what you love to do. Don't, don't, don't become an insurance agent like me. And so I became an insurance agent like him. I went and worked for him. It just, it got, it got like, like the hilarity of it now is it just like, it's a, it's a delight. Going through it, it wasn't. So let's, because let's, I, let's, yeah. let's talk about that because this is an important yeah. thing. So you, you in essence, have the, the benefit, uh, not that there is a, a good or a bad, but you had parents who were encouraging you to be yourself. 
But yes. you see in the back of your mind a voice, you know, as, as you know, you know, yep. we call it in the power of awareness and, and you and I and our coaching call it our ego voice. This yes. is a voice that is hearing what is being said and twisting it to have it mean something different to so that we can maintain our story. So yeah. if your father is encouraging you to follow your bliss, to do what yeah. he knew you would enjoy, but your ego is taking what is being said and turning it around. What yeah. you can remember, go back and be present. What was, what was your ego trying to accomplish with having you deliberately not do what you truly knew would be the most joyful thing? So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two things. Well, I'm gonna say something. <laughs> Open my mouth. I'll say something. Um, so first, so first, it was um, trying trying to make sure that I had their love and approval. Yeah. Right. That was that was the bottom line. Only thing that was really important. Everything else, everything was was not. Everything else was not that. Um, and what that voice was saying is. Something like he's just saying that, and you need to you need to go and, and do the things he's done to to get his approval and his love. He's just saying that. He's just saying that. That's just what right. Like that's him being nice, or him saying what you should. You know, you he thinks you you want to hear. Yeah. But that's not what he really means. What he really means is go to business school. What he really means is if you want me to approve of you and you want me to love you, then you better follow in my footsteps. Now, 15 years later, I find out that his exact words were, no, don't follow in my footsteps. <laughs> I've already been there. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, what you're saying is such a classic ego um, manipulation, which yeah. is, to get your love and approval, I will not do what I want to do. Instead, I will do what I think you want me to do. Yes. And in spite of that, we totally, completely miss the boat because we're making yeah. an assumption that really creates separation, creates barriers, creates a heck of a whole lot of drama, and yeah. it's stifles joy and fun. So here, here you are. Um, because of that insecure part of yourself that is trying to get love and approval from the outside, um, moving down this path of something that was enjoyable, then, then of course come the consequences. Now, let me just say this before this next question to expand upon this, but if anybody who's watching, if you've got questions or comments for means or I, as we're doing this um, Align with Lina, this is an interactive experience. So please share your comments and your questions. I want to hear from you. Means would love to be able um, to also address anything that you might have. Yes. And if it, just, just type a comment and say hi, because we'll definitely be able to see that. But Means, speak a little bit more to the consequences of you not hearing your heart and instead hearing that voice in your head that is telling you, ooh, I better do what I think my parents want me to do because I don't want to risk the potential of losing their love and approval. So that's when I ostracized myself from the people that I love. That's when I, I, I barriered myself away from them. So I actually caused exactly what I was afraid of. Because it wasn't that I, you know, when I said I wanted their love and approval, that's what I thought it was but it was me being with them, right? Like being in the relationship with them. And by my not by my going into manipulating the situation by saying, oh, that's not what you really mean. Let's do it my way, which is what you really mean. It, it cut me off. I, it cut me off from my family. It cut me off from the love of not only the family, but, but all of the friends that I'd grown up with, all of the, you know, like all of the love that surrounded me. It cut me off from that to the point where I started to believe that, that, that nobody loved me. I actually had that story going that I had a sad childhood that alone with nobody around me that loved me. 
okay? And I did this exercise in one of the courses where we go back and look at pictures of us in our life. I could not find a single picture of me by myself where I wasn't surrounded by people that love me. But I live my truth. Nobody loves me. Yeah, All the way through. Yeah, and, and that's the crux of the illusion that we're waking yeah. You know, people ask me, so so what is this whole awakening thing? And you, you just, with what you just shared, you basically express what awakening is, is yeah. we, we have fallen asleep. We have encased ourselves inside of a story that leaves us deflated, that leaves us uh, dark and dense, believing yes. that nobody loves us so the awakening is the process of remembering that what we actually are is the presence of love so the love that you wanted to share the love you wanted to experience had to come from you but it couldn't yeah. come from you because your ego believed it was supposed to come from the outside and when yeah. you did your part to push everybody away you had the experience, the consequence, the effect of yep. not receiving love. So that validates the story in here. I must not be loved. I must not have it in me. So, yep. so there was about, definitely something wrong with me. <laughs> well, it validates that separation. Yep. From, like you said, you want to help people know God. That is what we're waking up to. It's a knowing yep. God, spirit, source, creator, whatever you want to call it. It's the coming to know that the creative source of all that is, is love, and it is inside of us. Yes. So speak more to how did you shift? So you begin to realize that you know, you're, you're pulling back, you're not getting the love that you want, um, mm -hmm. because our egos are very powerful. We always, we always create what we believe we deserve. Nobody's living a life that they... They believe at some level uh, they don't deserve to have because we're always manifesting. We're always behaving. We're saying the things that give us evidence of what we believe. Um, so speak to how did you shift from thinking nobody loved you and you were all alone and unlovable and no love to give. Mm -hmm. How did you move out of that? Because who you are is a loving being. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I speak that from my own personal experience with you. I've never, ever in the 10 years that I've known you not felt anything but love radiating from you, you know, that, that boundless, joyful love. So how did you mm -hmm. make that shift from being dark and dense, closed off, I don't have love, I'm not worthy of it, to opening up and being the light that got to express that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll use the exercise that we do in the power of awareness as the, like the framework to answer that because we use the shift and lift exercise. And then shift or lift, shift and lift, what we do is we look to see what are the disempowering conversations that are going on. Beginning awareness, right? Just very beginning is to start noticing it. Notice it, notice it, notice it. Then there's the, the next thing of, okay, so now that I've noticed it, am I going to do something about it or do something with it? Or what am I, how does it work? So we do the, we do the shift, the shift and lift exercise where you identify those disempowering or those um, fear-based conversations. Like what is the fear that's driving this, this belief or this conversation or this story or this voice that ego has coming at me, right? What's this, the fear-based? And then to look and shift from the fear into something else. Now, we call it love. You can call it empowerment. You can call it whatever it is that gives you that source of, of all of it. That, that I call it the godliness, right? If you're shifting into a God-based conversation, if you're shifting into a love-based conversation, the energy of the universe, of source, from there you have a totally different perspective on any circumstance. So when you have a different perspective, that gives you another the access to another story. I never knew that I could write, you know, tell a different story. I thought I had to tell the story that people gave me, and then I had to do the best I could do with that stupid story that I didn't like. Exactly. <laughs> when, we, when we start that shift and lift process, it is—it really is. It's a process. It's an exercise, and it's—I mean, 
I have done it in the last, oh, I would say 12 hours was about the last time I did this exercise. Shifting and lifting, shifting and lifting, shifting from that fear-based conversation. And that that's the that's the first work is recognizing the fear-based conversation. That's the work that gets done. Everybody talks about how the work of the journey. I find the journey delightful now, but that was not always the experience. There's been a lot of of junk that you have to go through. You have to look at and you have to see and you have to, I mean, it, it is not, you know, this smooth sailing as if, you know, oh, I'm awake, all done. I'm happy forever and ever and ever and ever now for always. And I can say from experience that even now, even the quote unquote bad experiences, the hard, the, the things that I don't like, or I wouldn't prefer to happen. In fact, uh, that's way too simple. The things I am just absolutely, oh no, do not even think about it, right? When those happen, there is a part of me still aware of this is just something that's happening along the journey. It will be valuable whether it's whether you can see it now or not. It will give you an experience and it's part of the journey. Every experience is part of the journey so that we can actually start welcoming our experiences as that part and opportunity to learn and grow and see and experience what we're here to experience. I absolutely. And you kind of in a nutshell have have uh, kind of tied everything together because that was the way <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is the power of awareness. Um, yes. You know, it, it really is. The journey is about becoming aware. There is power in becoming self-aware. And <laughs> the beginning of your life, you grew up with a loving family, but you made up a story about how you should be. And you should be yes. the macho man, but it is not who So you began to uh, pull back and not show your real self because you were trying to paint yeah. the picture of what others wanted to see. That, of course was stifling to your soul. It was not your authentic self. So you went into the hold up, the feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, feeling all alone. And then the, then you begin to have these workshop experiences, the one you can't mention, and then the power of awareness, which are both helping you realize that your mind is filled with information that you get to pick between. You get to pick the story that nobody loved me or and nobody and you were all alone, or you get to pick the truth that the photographs were evidence of that you were never really alone as a child. Yeah. And then you get to shift between those two stories. The the density of our ego story that has us feel dark and dense and alone and tight and tense. Yeah. And then shifting. Shifting is nothing more than I choose to have the infinite truth of who I am be present to me. Because when we shift, we are literally acknowledging the God. We get to know the God inside, the source inside. That's what powers us. It's what powers us and brought us to this planet. And it's what allows us to empower ourselves and be that light, be that presence while we're on this planet. So how, what a wonderful um bringing it all together that way. Now, talk about the practical, probably in the last week, the practical experiences where you have actually shifted from an ego-based story, lifted into, into something that was lighter, that was uplifting, that allowed you to experience the power. So, um, no mistake. <laughs> no mistakes. <laughs> so uh, I spend every Sunday, so just like perfect segue, I spend every Sunday with my family now, okay? Like out of the work that I've done, out of that, that, that they're out to get me and, you know, everybody's going to get on and then separating myself and making sure that I get, you know, like out of all of that mess, what I've created is this extraordinary relationship with my parents and, and, and my whole family. So I spend every Sunday with my with my family. Now, my dad has health issues. He's um, on the list for a kidney transplant. And um, mom has health issues of, you know, just trying to get around. Right. So we've got we've got things going on. But the whole 
circumstance has been you know one that we we can we can manage this right we can we we keep our eye on the target and where we're going to go and what we're creating and we have the just we have fun on sundays it's fun and yesterday i was up there and dad was really tired and so he went to take a nap and i came home and mom was out walking the dogs and uh, my mother i got a call from my i actually i got a call from my dad about an hour and a half after i got home saying that um, he had he had some not good news. Now, that I just had to put in, that one straight out of me, because he normally would have said, I got some bad news. But it was, he called and said, I got some not good news, <laughs> right? Knowing that we're committed to the good news, okay? But I got some not good news. So anyway, it turns out that um, my mother had been walking the dogs and the dogs got tangled up in a bee's nest. And my mom was stung about 30 times and the dogs drug her through and then she let go of the dogs. And one of the, the, the young puppy that's only five months old uh, got lost. We weren't able to find her. And so she came home. I went up, I went back up there. I spent, you know, until, until dark out there in the park, you know, calling for the dog, going through the brambles, you know, walking up and down creeks and everything. I mean, it was not, this was not just like walking up and down the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, just worried, 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 right? And um, and finally, I came back to you know, Dad called me on the cell phone, said come home, and so we I went up there and we ate, and then we came home. Now the dog has a chip and has tags, so there's a chance that somebody would be able to find the dog and you know call us. And but but it's just like like having a child out there. That's our story. And our family, our, our, our pets are like, are like children. So um, anyway, this morning, well, no, no, let, me, let me just give you the shift and lift piece of it, all right? All the way through from the moment my dad called me, I would have a horrible picture come into my head and say, okay, nope, not that. I picture the dog this way. I picture this. And now... I did not go up there grinning and smiling and bouncing up and down happy, I promise. But in the instant I could shift from, you know, weeping and wailing, gnashing my teeth, the world is horrible, to, okay, so something can come out of this. Something is gonna happen. Something is gonna open up. I don't know what it is. I know what I, this was probably the most powerful piece for me, was last night going, I, don't, I acknowledge, I don't know what's best. But I'm telling you, <laughs> but I'm telling you what I want is that puppy dog coming back, <laughs> right? So went, spent the whole night, right? I kept waking up. I know they did the same thing, right? Wor worried about the dog, worried about it. This morning, right before I went on my, my morning focus call that I, that I, I um, offer to everybody, it's a free call on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, but um, Right before I went on the focus call, I hit the, the, the number from the conference call and it dialed my parents instead of the conference call. My mom yanks the phone up and goes, hello? <laughs> you know, she was like, somebody hit, somebody's got, didn't even recognize my phone number, okay? <laughs> but anyway, so I got to talk to her. She was on her way out. So I'm sitting there and I'm on my call and we're creating an empowering context for the day and creating something wonderful. And we created something beautiful and I hung up the phone and I'm like, I, I have to, I have to take this to the next level. So I'm like, am I going to go downstairs and do a shift and lift, right? Standing in front of a board. Am I going to go, here's my fear. Here's my love, right? Here's my fear. Here's my love. Or, and this is the biggest blessing to me is I have Lina that I can call. And I know that when I call Lina, I'm immediately present to the magnificence within us, all of us. And she didn't say anything that shifted everything. I didn't say anything that shifted everything. I was just connected to source. I was connected to God. And less than five minutes later, I mean, I think it was 30 seconds, all right? I get the text that my mother was able to find the dog. Now, it's a miracle, and it's somebody found a dog, right? And we got our dog back, right? So there's the circumstance of it, and there's the knowing that I get to say how my life 
occurs for me, the experience. And I can celebrate the experiences because I got really, really clear on how much I love my parents. That um, I got really clear that there's nothing that I want in the way of their happiness. And I'll do anything. I'll even trade through the woods. <laughs> so shifting and lifting, being able to actually choose the story we live in as we go through it moment by moment by moment by moment. Yeah. It, um, I, I, the words that I said to you were so, were so clear, right? They, they like, for me, as I read you the context that we had created on the, the call, and that was the moment that I really acknowledged that I didn't know, because I was like, I don't know what those words mean. And I just created them, right? Just created a context. And I'm like, I have no way of wrapping my, wor my world. I don't know what they mean. I don't know. For me, that's both the most fearful place to go to, because I have a lot of work I should know. <laughs> but, excuse me. <laughs> but it's both, 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 yeah, it's both the most, it's both the most powerful and the most fearful place for me to be is in that I don't know. And you know, it, it, it's for everybody because yeah. the, the mind gets conditioned to know things and yeah. we get rewarded. You know, this is the way the world has been for parents or school or the government or yeah. the media or the church, um, the stores. We get rewarded. We we get frequent shopper rewards for doing the right thing. <laughs> so to be in a space of not knowing is yeah. is tantamount to a punishment, and mm. that is that is a very uncomfortable place. And I want to acknowledge your vulnerability right now. Your your recognizing not only that you, you love this sweet little animal, and of course we have these babies whether they be fur babies or human babies. Yep. We've been blessed with precious little beings that we get to take care of and nurture and, and, and enjoy. Yep. So when one of them goes missing, it's very, on the human level, it's very frightening. But at mm -hmm. the same time, we also have the awareness, and I'm speaking about you and I, have the awareness, as the Course in Miracles says, we don't know what anything is for. And when yeah. we mean that I don't know, we mm -hmm. actually have access to a higher knowing. We it's like we open the door. We we yes. track, receive intuit, intuitive guidance. We yes. we can experience a knowingness that is beyond our ego mind, beyond our rational mind, mm -hmm. that taps into the synchronicity of what your mom experienced at some level, she yeah. has intuitive knowing, let me go back to that place. And yeah. she finds the puppy, as you, you yeah. mentioned to me, the puppy was tied up to a, one of the mailboxes where she was walking by because it's been, she's probably gonna come back and search for the puppy. Right. But when we say in the, I don't know what anything is for, mm -hmm. and then we do what you just did, let me see what, what what are the gifts that came out of this and we begin to open up to receiving the lessons the opportunities the growth the insights and look how beautiful you got obviously yeah. that you love your parents but what are some spiritual insights that you can glean from this for you well one of the one of the strongest practices i have is always to look at what is the lesson that that will that can make a difference for other people Right. So for me, it was very being very clear that I choose the conversation that gives me my experience. Like the, I get to say what story I'm living in. Am I going to live in that dark story or am I going to live in a, in a light story? And, and it was, it really was, it was that basic dark or light, dark or light, dark or light, dark, you know, it's like, and it's a practice and a practice and a practice. So for me, I'm really, I'm really blessed, I say, because I've, had the experience of working with so many people and interacting with so many people where I got to twist the story into an empowering story, twist it into a lesson 
that will actually support us in fulfilling on our dreams, fulfilling on our purpose. So that I have no idea what the puppy got into and what the difference that they made for those people and how much fun they had with her. Or like, I have no idea like how far those ripples went out. It may have just gone to that mailbox. I don't know, right? But I say that it made a, it made a difference. I know it made a difference in my family. I know it will make a difference. I got to share it here. So I'll be able to share it. It gives me a point. I'll say it this way. Every experience that we have along the journey gives us a point that other people can then relate to us and relate to where they are or where we are and what opened up so that they can then start seeing the, wow, oh, there's something I haven't looked at or something I could do. So that it, like you said, it opens up that access so far beyond our knowing, that narrow knowing, knowing that we have. Yes, you know, and uh, who knows, who knows, yes, how this has had a ripple effect. But one thing we can rest, you know, this is a paradox of knowing and not knowing. When you yes. know the details of things you open up to the higher knowing that does yes. know the big the big picture and exactly that in the big picture things happen that were supposed to happen yes and the reason they they're supposed to happen is because it happened but can yep. you speak a little bit to you know you said you were so heard that puppy was so in that space, walking around with that fear, with that worry, yeah. what you know now, let's say tomorrow the same thing happens. Uh -huh. What you know today, what is it that you can be aware of? What would you be present to that would allow you to go through the same experience, but from mm -hmm. a shifted perspective, from a love perspective, so that you can kind of paint a picture for those who are watching this to the, the power sure. of the work. Because the situations are not going to we are humans in a world with people that have egos. We have terrorists, we have protests, we have bankruptcies, murders, we have illnesses. Life is happening. Puppies are gonna get lost. Children yes. to walk away from their parents at the store. Yeah. But with what you just experienced, how would you go through that with self-awareness? the same way <laughs> it would i like really and truly i would i knowing me and knowing the way we are on our journey i would still have the dark and the light and dark and the light and dark and the light and choose the light choose the light and oh my gosh there's that dark again and oh there's the light i would still have that moment by moment by moment human experience and be more present to the divine order of it and the peace that's available knowing that it's, it all is what it is and it will be what it will be and it's all on purpose. I just don't know what that purpose is and I don't even have to like the purpose, but it's there. So that there is a peace that's available, P-E-A-C-E, -E, right? It's also a peace, P-I-E-C-E -E, of, your, of, your, of your world, of the journey. So that it, it, it gives you a grounding, it gives me a grounding in that I can just continue to look at what do I, what do I want to express, what can I express now, what wants to be expressed through me in this now, in this now. And this now is given like it's got all the circumstances of it. So I could, I could do things differently. I, I don't know because I'm not there yet. If I was in the same situation in the future, it will be different because I will have had this experience and everybody else will have had all of the experiences that they've had. So it, it actually, it doesn't repeat. It just kind of bears a slight similarity to, but I can, I can tell you, it still would come down to choosing darkness or lightness, darkness or lightness, darkness or lightness. Which one do I want? Which do I want my experience to be? And if you're choosing peace, you definitely in yeah. that in nanosecond that you choose peace, you will not be feeling worry because they're, they're not complaining. Um, yes. So, yes, we yeah. will go move through the world and.
depending on where we are in our journey, the, the you can certainly choose more light and less of the darkness because once you realize your mind is what is activating, you know, kind of like the moon going yes. in front of us. If you don't block the peace that is there, you yep. feel the peace. Yes. Um, that worry part is what will certainly block that that presence of peace that is what Absolutely. we are. That's what we're coming to know. That we Absolutely. Have through the experience with a peaceful heart trusting um, that what is happening is what's going to happen. But anyway, so here we're coming to the very end. So mm. I I would love no, to- No, we're coming to the beginning. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, Sorry. <laughs> of this uh, episode of Align with Lina. So share how people can connect with you and what are some of the things you do that you offer for those who are uh, looking for exactly what it is that you do. So speak a little bit to that. <laughs> All right, so I am the founder of Empowered Enterprises International. And uh, for the last 20, 25 years, I've had the privilege of working with individuals and organizations to have them clarify their vision and then put in an infrastructure for fulfilling on that vision so that you can actually bring a vision into reality. So whether it's a financial goal, whether it's starting a new business, whether it's taking an existing business to the next level, whether it's having a relationship that works, whether it's getting out of a relationship that doesn't work, right? Like it's all about creating something in the now moment that is your expression and how do we bring that expression into reality? So you can reach me through the Empowered Enterprises website, uh, www.empoweredenterprises.com and you can hear about our right on on that you can hear about the living prosperity program which is actually the culmination of all 25 years of, of our coaching and all of the modules and everything that we put together is all about living prosperity and we put together a program that's very simple and very all-encompassing for no matter where you are on your journey it has the, it has and brings the resources that you're looking for to be able to move to the next level of success. So their coaching programs, their web programs, their seminars, there's talking to me on the phone, there's talking to me on the web, there's meeting me at Linus, there's there are all kinds of different ways that you can connect with me. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. It, it Google me, Google means Davis, and if it's not my dad, it's me. <laughs> and of course through through these um being here on Facebook Live, people can just go ahead and click and, and send you a friend request. So that's always the oh, easiest one. Awesome. Which is awesome. one of the things that I love about this. But I um I'm, I really truly have been so so blessed to have known you and to have been on this journey for so long because one of the things that I have noticed about you, the growth that I have experienced in you, obviously quite a bit. Um, as we're both expanding, we both are stretching into allowing ourselves to be more of what's possible. But there is there is a um, a groundedness that has has happened over the years, and, and a wisdom that you carry that has just been beautiful and delicious and amazing to watch. And that is one of the gifts of this journey. We become more grounded, and we we achieve a wisdom that allows us to be present not only for ourselves but also for others which is part of the brilliance of you in your business as a as a coach for so many as you bring such wisdom and, and groundedness mm -hmm. so thank you so thank much you. for taking the time to be here with me and uh absolutely my pleasure always thank you yeah. for this, this magnificent journey and to find means go uh there to uh, empoweredenterprises.com and you can reach means davis who is my business coach and my friend and yes. my, one of my soulmates, one of my soulmates on this yes. journey. So thank you for being here, sweetheart. Absolutely. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the difference you've made for me and you make for so many others. It's, it's extraordinary. Well, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. And we will be in touch. And thanks for everybody who Absolutely. has us, whether you've been with us a little while, the whole time, whether, you know, no matter what, whatever you get out of this particular episode, I hope that you will take one thing from this, and that is that you are powerful beyond measure. Truly, you do not have to believe what you believe. You can question what you believe. 
and come to a place of developing a trust and an intuitive knowing that will allow you to discern between beliefs that no longer serve you, that, that disempower you and confine you, and beliefs that you may want to try on that may, may allow you to feel more empowered and might liberate you. So you're always at, at choice. Thanks a lot. And remember that also that you are absolutely magnificent. It's who you naturally are. It's who we all are. Thanks a bunch. And we'll see you next week on Monday for the next episode of Align with Lina. Take care. Bye. Bye.